my god hello hello <laughs> this is crazy how are you both not too bad yeah we're all right good good even though we're about to talk about recycling azella and i just walked to get a take out coffee disgusting oh, I'm <laughs> where did you go uh 200 degrees oh nice oh, so it was nice Welcome to today's day podcast with me, Alec, and today I am joined by the Green and Bob Society from Sheffield University to talk about National Recycling Day. We talk about how recycling works, what you can do, vegetarianism, and just sort of accessible sustainability in general. All right, enjoy. having us to talk about this it's nice i'm glad that you're here yeah we're excited we started the society in 2019 yeah yeah and then yeah it's kind of changed our like how we wanted to run it because of the pandemic and everything but doing stuff like this is like good and like you know gets the word out our message of sustainability so yeah we're just focused on making student culture as sustainable as possible in a light-hearted way (laughs) nice i've seen your instagram um so what exactly kind of areas do you focus on or or just everywhere yeah i guess the idea of like doing what you can especially as a student because obviously there's like issues of like accessibility and it's like you can't be 100 percent sustainable when you know it would be difficult as a student especially so that's mantra of just like do what you can and you know i think yeah in the past we focused on fast fashion quite a lot Mm. swaps but we just try and as Eleanor said just make everything like just I can't speak but yeah we focused on fast fashion but yeah um for sure I mean I think it is quite hard as a student to be sort of sustainable I mean easier in some ways in terms of the fact that you're pretty much forced into walking everywhere um even all the way to Aldi which is a good couple of miles Mm. um but on the other side of it it's difficult in terms of the fact that a lot of the times the recycling bins are too full for you to fit all the recycling in it. True. Um, I approached the council about that, actually. I said to them, like, could we have more bins because we can't fit everything in our bins? And they said no. So we had to leave rubbish beside our bin and then probably some of it flew away in the wind. Yeah, I know. There's there's strict rules on, like, obviously, we're talking about that, like how to recycle, so it makes it more difficult when you have a bin wouldn't even allow you to like put anything in yeah that's definitely it's it i find that quite frustrating but i mean what exactly do they do with recycled products i mean how does that work do you guys know (laughs) i mean we've there's like there's seven different types of plastics and three and there's like three categories within that um so like widely recycled is one category and then there's some specialist recycling like materials there are basically seven types of plastic and depending on like your geographic location it it it's going to be for the recycling points around you for those plastics to be recycled if that makes sense okay i didn't know that so like some of them are widely recycled and then there are three types that are recycled at specialist points and then one type of plastic that is really difficult to recycle and there's not many areas available where you can recycle that type of plastic Um, so like one of the an example of like the specialist recyclable item is like yogurt pots takeaway boxes plastic cutlery and protective packaging like insulation 
mm-hmm. those things are more difficult to to recycle and then the like easiest things would be like plastic bottles food packaging like milk okay. cartons um but the most difficult is um like salad bags and crisp packets those can okay. be recycled but not not in many places but yeah I see that kind of like I want to say glossy plastic like thin and glossy yeah yeah I know black plastic is a, is a big problem right I mean yeah I've not heard of that tell us about that we'd love to love to so hear I, I don't I don't think that black plastic can be recycled oh really so what what you get things like mushrooms in you can't recycle it oh i didn't know that wow. um and same with uh, they often sell a lot of um finer food items in black packaging because it looks it looks nicer but then there's the problem of that not being able to be recycled um i'm not sure why it can't be recycled but maybe it's because it's more solid or something I'm, I'm not entirely sure um but i don't even understand really how things are recycled and how plastic is recycled so like in terms of the process it's it's like takes different stages so like in the beginning the recycling bin or whatever you've like the container that you've got the recycled materials will be like empty emptied into like a vehicle like a mm-hmm. vehicle and then at that point all the materials will kind of be like amongst each other so then they need to go to like a recovery facility to be like loaded onto conveyors to be separated so then once the sorting process begins, like all of the incorrect items will like be identified at first because obviously that is a huge issue with recycling. It's like what you were saying with black plastic is like people just assume different things about what can be recycled. Like I know people that like that really flimsy plastic, they just assume that can be recycled, but mm. it's, that would all be sorted. But in within mm. that process, if they're noticing that there's like loads of like stuff that they have to separate, they will just like take void the load it. and like void it, yeah. But if that doesn't happen, they'll like separate it and then um, they'll continue on the conveyor and then steel cans will be removed using magnets and then the different types of plastics are identified using scanners. And right. It's all sorted and then the quite a lot of the facilities don't like take glass, like what Flo was saying, like in terms of like geographics. So it de- it's kind of dependent there. So a lot of the glass will either be like discarded or like sent elsewhere so all right because yeah because i've heard that glass is one of the better things to use right that it can be recycled more than once yeah no yeah i think like 80 percent of recycled goods are like glass based wow that was that that was cool i also was wait what you were saying when they sort of like if there's multiple things that they find within a batch that can't be recycled Mm -hmm. and they just like veto Mm -hmm. that load it's like i don't think i don't think i realized this either but i don't think people realize how important it is to make sure that you're not putting stuff in the recycling bin that can't be recycled because mm-hmm. yeah because often I, I just we've all done it before where like you just chuck something and you're not sure if it can be recycled but you sort of think like I'll just put it in the recycling bin but actually it's kind of that is a lot more damaging than we might think because you mm-hmm. could cause that whole load of recycling to just be cancelled mm-hmm. yeah so, I, I, I often think about that I'm often find myself googling I mean I just googled actually about black plastic and apparently now quite a lot of it can be recycled but there was a point where they were using a certain type that couldn't be so most of it should be able to be um, recycled now that's good um, 
But my mum's always talked about the sorting process because she's always said to me that whenever you take the lid off of a can, like a pulley can, mm. she's like, always take it completely off because someone's probably going to cut themselves on that. Yeah, mm, that's true. Um, true. I mean, that's something I forget that there's people stood there sorting through it as well. Oh, yeah. Um, it's still quite manual, which I find quite oh, interesting. No, true. I mean, the biggest thing that worries me with the whole plastic scenario is that I watched a documentary with Simon Reeve, actually. And in that, he looked at plastic and what we're doing to the world and how we're damaging it. And he went, I can't remember where it was, but there was like some land where plastic had become like integrated into the earth's like soil and and he was touching it and like all this plastic was like in this soil like completely part of the earth and I just thought how terrifying yeah Yeah. microplastic kind of thing like we actually we probably have quite a lot of plastic in our bodies because it like breaks Mm. down into tiny pieces and then like it's just in the atmosphere slash earth like you were saying not atmosphere Mm. but you know what I mean like it just gets circulated mm-hmm. and we don't realise it. It never actually decomposes, does it? It just gets smaller and smaller yeah. and smaller. Yeah, that's true. Probably breathing it in for all we know. Most probably. Yeah. Especially yeah. in a student house, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know that with um, like pescatarians, like a lot of people feel that being a pescatarian is is somewhat better than, like eating fish is, is better than eating meat. Um, but I've heard recently that actually, because of the microplastics, yeah. that eating yeah. fish is arguably worse than eating yeah. perhaps chicken. Yeah, I have heard that. As yeah, well. I guess. Yeah, I guess that comes down to like the moral kind of reasoning behind like vegetarianism versus like yeah, like the environmental mm. like, push towards it. Because yeah, as you were saying, it is when you look at the facts, it does kind of. Yeah. Seem that, yeah, it's more <clears throat> beneficial maybe to cut both out if possible. But... I think the fact that, like, people, the pescatarian is, like, a term makes people more likely to become pescatarian rather than, like, doesn't eat any meat apart from chicken because, I don't know, mm. I think the fact that it is, like, mm. a thing that you can say you are is a lot easier than... Yeah, that is true, actually. Um, It's more of a label than being like, oh, I'm sort of this. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I tend to do a bit of that because I'm I'm basically a vegetarian, apart from smoked salmon occasionally, <laughs> very occasionally, um, and I'll drink oat milk and eat vegan cheese yeah. um, and things, but then I'll eat eggs. <laughs> no, I feel like putting on a label yeah. it sometimes does make it more complicated. I feel like sometimes telling yourself like oh, and like like with veganism especially, I feel like sometimes I'll go a day and think oh like. I've been vegan today, but I feel like as soon as I put that label on it for some reason, I feel mm. like it would become more difficult. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I mean, there's definitely a move now, I think, to the term like plant based. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Also, because the connotations of, of vegan, a lot of people now associate that with kind of aggressive kind like of. Politics. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which, of course, most vegans are not actually. Um, but. I think the plant-based thing kind of also incorporates people like us who sometimes you might go a day as vegan and then another day, like, you might have a touch of smoked salmon. Yeah, I do. You might die. Salmon's probably the only thing, like, I don't eat any fish but salmon. I just can't, if it's, it's all about sushi and, like, I just can't say no. Yeah. I really, really have it, but it is the one thing that I will just, I will just have it because... 
Uh, yeah, me too. I mean, like at Christmas, we had a smoked salmon starter, but I don't think I'd actually eaten smoked salmon a year before that. Um, but if it's there, I saying no is difficult. Yeah. <laughs> As we were saying earlier, like, it's about doing what you can. Like, say you have smoked salmon like once a month or like whatever, like that's really yeah. in the grand scheme of things, like not like damaging because every other day you're not having, do you know what I mean? So, yeah, that is true. Um, in being kind of a bit more selective rather than taking meat as a default mm-hmm. yeah um, no. I mean I, I was talking at work the other day because I work at McDonald's so obviously that's a lot of meat and probably not the best for the environment um but I was talking to one of my colleagues and he was saying like oh like is it not hard to be vegetarian and I was like no you just do what you can and if you start learning and don't take meat as the default then it becomes a lot easier yeah that's so true I feel like you learn not to base your meals around like yeah. meat I kind of I'm mm. sort of like when I don't know I think it's so easy I guess because I've been doing it for a yeah. while and all of my friends are a lot of my friends are veggie as well it just doesn't feel like mm. a sacrifice at all unless it's family. yeah <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, that is true. yeah I feel like it does help being around other people mm. who are also vegetarian yeah. absolutely I mean I didn't really vegetarian I mean I did in in like the first year of university for instance but it wasn't kind of like I didn't really know what tofu was Mm -hmm. and like how to get protein in these meals and then in my second year I lived with a lot of people who were vegetarian and I saw them cooking with things like that and I was like oh okay like I can do that and I guess it's the same with a lot of like sustainability in that if you can see other people doing it and you're like oh I didn't really think about that I'll look into that Mm -hmm. Um, Because I guess people don't want to go out of their way um, a lot of the time where if you make it easy, then people are more likely to like if there's another kind of benefit. So like with Depop and Vinted and eBay, the other benefit is that you can Mm. save a lot of money. Yeah, Yeah, no, that's that is. I feel like it can be very like professional. Like I kind of first went vegetarian in sick form and then kind of slipped back out of it because I was like living at home kind of like if there was like the option to have meat it was more difficult to kind of like resist it obviously I wasn't paying for like the weekly food shop and like mm. stuff like that like, it was easier mm. just to just say like yeah I'll, I'll have it but then once I went to uni it just did become so much easier because obviously I was cooking for myself and I'm sure in the beginning like I did slip up and like I'd have like ch- like chicken nuggets on a night out or whatever but just as the time went on just like you become more like invested in it I suppose and you just want to continue doing it, it doesn't seem like a chore like what you were saying before so. yeah yeah Definitely. I mean, why, like, with you guys and, and vegetarianism, is it more an environmental thing or a sort of animal-based thing? I suppose the first time I went vegetarian, it probably was more like, you know, you see those, like, videos in mm. school or whatever of, like, the production of meat, and you kind of think, oh, my gosh, that does seem, like, terrifyingly immoral on some level. Mm. But I think as I've kind of become more educated about it, I do feel like I have gone more down the route of, like, the environmental mm. impacts of being vegetarian i almost feel like if i was purely doing it from a moral stance i probably wouldn't have like maybe still being mm, vegetarian yeah. I feel like it's more that like the motivation is like the environment for me anyway. yeah so. i definitely agree I, yeah i'm i'm the same for me it's more the environment i've never had a strong attachment to animals i'll, I'll be completely honest so- um i i've been able to you know mm eat an egg and talk about exactly what an egg is and where it's come from or when I was a scout I actually shot skinned and cooked and ate a rabbit Um, yeah so that that kind of thing just doesn't 
really bother me but um and actually when I was a kid I used to call myself a meter terror oh wow oh wow you I know wow took yeah. a, a full I'm, 360 there <laughs> yeah I mean I met I met a vegetarian for the first time when I was about seven uh, at a party and I came back and I was like I met a girl and she doesn't eat no, meat oh, God, like, so true. <laughs> I was completely mind blown and now yeah. I'm here talking about how I tend to not eat yeah. meat really at all um so it's quite interesting but Mm. um yeah I think for me it's more environmental and especially since I didn't realize that a lot of deforestation is for um the sake of meat as well yeah I mean the rate that the forests are being Mm. it is really scary when you because I'm definitely more for the environment vegetarian and it just when you look at the figures and you actually think Mm. about all this plastic and like the microplastics and it's actually really scary and like I think that yeah it's alarming that some people just do not care about it and I understand that not everyone can can make differences and changes to their lives because of barriers but I think just like everyone trying to do their bit is really important because we are honestly and we're doomed low-key so (laughs) it's definitely scary what would you say are the kind of main barriers in being sustainable at the moment? I think money definitely is the main yeah, barrier. I agree because, like, with clothing, mm-hmm. like, obviously there are sustainable like clothing brands like kind of slowly becoming more mainstream. But in in all honesty, that like, they are very expensive, obviously because it's mm-hmm. like humane treatment and it is sustainable. But then, as a student, you're realistically going to think like I haven't, especially like stuff like underwear. You're going to think I'm not going to pay like mm-hmm. fifty quid for like two pairs of underwear and I could get like a whole pack for like what two pounds or whatever yeah. like I've got to be yeah realistic. for sure and I was talking to um my housemate Azella about um tights um <laughs> and she said she could get some very expensive bamboo tights that are really good for the environment um for like 30 quid or she can get a pack of like four for a five yeah. from Primark. Yeah. um yeah for sure that's a problem it's also like you forget how you forget how expensive the changes you've made are for example like I never buy cow's milk I always drink plant yeah. milk and it's like two pounds mm. 160 like 180 kind of price I forget that normal milk is like 50p or like 80p mm. it's like a lot lot cheaper yeah but like you yeah. kind of forget how expensive like the vegan alternatives are if you keep buying them. that meat tends to be on like sale more often like, mm. like when I did live with people that ate meat like they'd often come home and be like oh I got like all of this meat for like I don't know like 50p or something and I think like gosh Mm. like I feel it's harder to get stuff like that on sale like alternatives because it lasts longer like the shelf life is so much longer Mm. so it's not going to be on like special offer like that's true I mean for me I find it more with the vegan side of things is more of a a costly um sort of decision because with the veggie stuff like um, I find tofu is fairly reasonably priced um, and so is like just using beans and lentils and pulses like that's so cheap and it's the protein as well but where I struggle more is like with the plant milk and like I eat a lot of yogurt and it, like plant-based yogurt is extortionately I expensive in comparison she's she's like one pound 80 but it's so nice and like but it is really it's it's like a whole pound if not more more expensive than the yeah. normal yogurt so and those things yeah. add up like if you're obviously it's only one pound if you're mm. just buying that but if you're getting milk as well and like 
other vegan stuff mm. it, it's yeah. going to be at least like five quid more i guess it's just like the rest of definitely like i've always been someone that hasn't been that keen on dairy so for me even before way before i was mm. vegetarian i'd drink like plant milk but then for other people who either drink a lot of coffee or have a lot of cereal or whatever like it's going to be a, a bigger investment <laughs> mm. i mean for me plant milk i i i much would rather have oat milk than cow's milk um but i do drink quite a lot of milk i mean i have porridge pretty much every day i have a couple of coffees like and that kind of thing it it, it adds up um but i'm quite willing to um like buy like spend the money on the oat milk but then i sacrifice the yogurt i guess um but I mean, I, I did actually find some some good oat milk in in Tesco. It's really nice. Like it's not like really watery like some of the cheap ones yeah, are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it was like sixty p, and it's oh, it's really good. Oh, that's yeah. so good. I have to, I have to write that down. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I suppose I also think about um, costs. So that that's it's it makes it more difficult in terms of buying clothes and in terms of. Um, buying food um what other kind of are there any other um sort of barriers to sustainability like i guess like like your family family, like meat or like it is a big part of your family and there's just less like understanding even when i first went vegetarian like my pet family are very open and like but i still feel like certain people will be like oh like why have you gone vegetarian i just think like oh gosh like Mm. I'm on the spot. Yeah. Like, you know. People always say, well, yeah. everyone went vegetarian, like there'd be no farmers. Yeah. And like my grandma would say that to me, and I'd just be like, that's not, that's not, I wish that was a danger of, of yeah, reality, that but nice. that's not what yeah. like, No, that will yeah. never happen. And I think if it did start getting to that point, which I, it just never happened. Yeah. But um, obviously, the main thing is that if everyone ate a little bit less meat, it wouldn't be an issue. I feel like people get very defensive. I feel like with any like moral issue, I suppose people do get defensive about like their choices. So I suppose you get people that are almost like pushing meat just purely because they they want to like aggravate something. You know, you, you kind of get that mm, like yeah. oh you need meat. Like I wouldn't be able to like live without meat. Like I need, like protein. Mm. Like I wouldn't be able to go to the gym or whatever. But it's like realistically like you know that's just not true. Like yeah maybe. Mm. you you know it's just that whole kind of like version of like you know the whole like vegan I don't even know banter of like when I was younger that you know you'd say that that thing like oh when a vegan hasn't told you they're vegan for like 10 minutes yeah and like it's just like I don't know I get it I get it that militant veganism obviously is a problem but at the same time it's like Mm. just let people yeah I mean it's just because like a few people like that doesn't mean that everyone is and I mean, I was pretty proud of myself when my dad's friend is like a huge meat eater. Um, like he has meat for like breakfast, lunch and dinner, like huge. And I was making a vegetarian chili and he was like, oh, no, I can't imagine this is yeah. going to be very nice. And like and then he's very honest as well. Um, and, I, and I made it for him. He was like, actually, he was like, because you've put like mushrooms and like beans in here he said I actually really like it and I was like what did you think I was just gonna yeah, give you a yeah. sauce like what <laughs> I guess I'm quite fortunate like Brighton because that's where I'm from that's like a very good place for like vegetarian vegan food but then I've spoken to other people mm. who have become vegetarian at uni and they just kind of thought I'd never even considered it before because it just wasn't part mm. of my like like routine to even mm. like consider being vegetarian if that makes sense 
Yeah, I, I get that. I mean, I was kind of like that for me um, before I came to university, really. I mean, I, I thought about it a little bit, but not much. And I mean, I'm from the Midlands, from Lincolnshire, where we have Lincolnshire <laughs> sausages. <laughs> and it's a big sort of agricultural area. I mean, it's like the largest uh, um, county in the UK, but we only have one city and it's very small um, because the rest of it is just fields for agriculture. Um, so it wasn't I kind of grown up in an environment where lots of people ate meat and you'd go to the Lincolnshire show and like people they'd be like voting for the best sausages and like that kind of thing so meat was very kind of prominent and like when you go to a pub for a meal like they'd pride themselves on like what sausages they were mm. using and and that kind of thing um pork <laughs> pies too <laughs> um but yeah I mean I, another thing I've I, I feel is quite a big um, issue with sustainability is is transport and especially flying um because i mean that's really bad for the environment mm. right yeah but i suppose that i kind of from like the same with like lifestyle factors i feel like when you factor in you might some people might only fly like twice a year or like i feel like i don't know with everything like you i feel like you have quality of life as a factor with anything so i feel like you just have to try and like mm. almost like work around that mm. like obviously it, it is yeah. terrible for the environment but if you're not traveling a lot I feel like it's perfectly acceptable to to, and if that is something Mm. that you is important in your life traveling I feel like you can like kind of make up for it elsewhere because at the end of the day like kind of what we've been saying throughout like it's a matter of like doing what you can do like to make yourself like happy and yeah like have like a conscience with it kind of thing that's true like you might you know fly to a couple of places a year but if you're a vegan and you carpool the rest of the year when it's not coronavirus um then then you're kind of you know slightly compensating for that um i know i didn't really think about um it as such a big issue until i was watching the simon reeve documentary when he was looking at all these environmental damage that, that we're doing um and he said it he said, I have to recognise the irony in the fact that I have flown here to yeah. talk about this. And, and he flies around the world all the time. But he was saying how he's doing it to show people mm. and teach people, which yeah. is also really important. So it's that compromise. I think people, like, people get overwhelmed by the concept of like, you can never eat meat again. You can never get on a plane. Like, and then they just don't do anything. They don't make yeah. any changes to their life. And it's like, you don't want to overwhelm people by implying that they have to do all these things. And they, because often a lot of sustainable options they are sacrifices they might be less mm. good than like not doing it so then people don't want to completely ruin like have a much worse life by being sustainable and obviously that's not the case but mm. people mm. just I think they hear that and they're mm. like no Shit. I'm not doing anything like yeah. let me live my life sort of thing or alternatively you get people that eat meat yeah. and then kind of will say what's the point of being vegetarian you might as well be vegan like that mm. kind of stance of like mm. it's like an all or nothing ideal like eat me do whatever yeah. don't be sustainable or be like a hundred percent sustainable but realistically like that just isn't like a good way of thinking because, yeah yeah no, and i think if you're alive <laughs> i don't think that no. you can ever be a hundred percent sustainable um I mean, even I watch uh, a documentary with Ben Fogel called New Lives in the Wild, where people go out and and they live sort of hand to mouth. They don't have jobs. They don't really have money. Um, If they do have jobs, it's things like inviting people to their homes to like give them that experience. And they're completely self-sufficient. But even they say, like, we're not 
like a hundred percent sustainable they're still making a fire to cook their food on which is polluting the atmosphere somewhat and um and that kind of thing and it, it's just quite interesting to hear how really it's all just about doing what you can do and what you're yeah. happy to do and I mean a lot of them have wi-fi as well I think like the big corporations is a huge barrier because they're the ones that need to like if you want to see real real change they're the ones that need to come through but they won't like systematic so. change yeah because obviously like we're like grassroots kind of every like kind of small person that wants to make a change like realistically is like yeah like it's, it is like the big companies and that kind of like top-down approach that would mm. be beneficial but at the same time it doesn't mean that it's not beneficial to cut out meat three times a week or something you know yeah I guess it's the whole kind of like if you do things yourself as an individual that's mm. doing your bit but where a big corporation they affect mm-hmm. so many more lives than yeah. just their own. So I guess it's kind of, it would have a much bigger impact if they were to change their ways. But if there's money involved and there's no rules stopping yeah. them, then... Yeah, I feel like a lot of issue as well is obviously at the moment it's very topical to like care about the environment and care about sustainability, which in a way can like feed into the hands of corporations because right. a lot of like fashion companies will just slap on like a mm. sustainable like such and such but when you actually look into it it's not sustainable at very all. Like, it's very not actually doing a lot like all these like green ranges like obviously it's great to like publicize caring about the environment but at the same time sometimes the facts mm. don't yeah. match up with like what's being promised yeah I, that, that's um a big thing for sure i mean looking at internships and things at the moment and looking at big companies um i can see the ones that i think are quite genuine about their goals um i mean angular water for instance i i applied to them and they had full-on uh pdfs that were 30 pages long about how they were going to be carbon neutral by i think it was 2035 um and like they had like a huge document and over years and like a full-up page dedicated to it and then i would go onto other companies sites and it would just say yes we're working to be more eco-friendly yeah yeah and that was like, it it's just like an empty statement it might not even be said yeah mm. where you need to have an action plan because if you're going to change the ways of a big company that's a big oh, yeah. task to to take um, but I definitely think it's something that big corporations are going to have to start doing because otherwise more and more people will become less and less interested in their yeah, brands definitely. and their products. Um, I mean, I know there's a, an online, I can't remember the website, you guys might know it, um, where you can check the kind of like ethics of, of a company, um, a clothing brand clothing voice. brands and things. About that. I can't think what it's i'll have a look for it and i'll put it in the uh, in the description yeah, as a link um to find that because i, I have used it yeah. i just can't remember what it's called um and it, it kind of recognizes that not every company is like a hundred percent ethical because you, you kind of put in a filter like you want to look at companies that don't have any kind of um attachments to child labor but then they probably emit like more yeah, carbon yeah. dioxide or something so you, you kind of have to choose which one yeah. you, you care most about um, but at least even if you are you know still damaging the environment in some way from buying from a corporation like that or actually probably better to say 
the corporation themselves mm-hmm. rather than the person buying from them um mm-hmm. then you at least you're educated on that and you understand what that is doing to the environment um even just having that knowledge i think is 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 quite important but um so what kind of changes do you think that someone could make in their life that are fairly easy yeah it's weird to like strip back and think like how i suppose just like yeah like having a few days or even just a meal say you are someone that does eat meat three times a day it just every like now and then just actually making Mm. that conscious decision kind of what you're saying like thinking through your actions and just thinking oh maybe I won't have like meat or like fish or stuff like that and like things like walking like if you're just going to the shops that you don't necessarily need to drive and maybe it depends where you're going but like maybe it's not like a Mm. necessity and it's not going to massively hinder or like like, like at the moment as well like you know most likely you're probably not doing that much so like a walk to yeah. the shops could even be beneficial for like other reasons like mental health reasons etc like kind of like incorporate yeah i mean even outside of coronavirus times yeah. getting out for a walk is like, good so, stuff like that like that like trying to fuse things together to like make your life like still like worth doing. like little changes like mm. bars of soap and stuff like don't buy plastic mm. soap get a bar of soap maybe Mm-hmm. Well, of course, there's the refills. Uh, refills yeah, that you can do. I think those are good, and they definitely. I hope that those become more widespread and more used, mm. like more used by a lot of people. But also, mm. like they are like not that excessive. Like most people wouldn't. Like I don't think anyone that doesn't care about the environment would do that. Whereas I think someone that's not that bothered would buy a bar of soap. I feel like that's quite an intense commitment to do the refill mm. thing. But hopefully it becomes less of a thing. Yeah, that is true. More, I think like Waitrose more normal. Now, which I guess is like mm. a new audience. Yeah. People maybe they just care about the Yeah. I think that is really important yeah. that like supermarkets start incorporating that kind of thing. Um, I mean, I know now in Sainsbury's you have to use one of their reusable bags or no bags at all when yeah, you're picking up these fruit and veg. Like if you're a student you're probably not going to need like a plastic like, you know that like, you're not going to need that much veg necessarily so like if you could make the change and get like mm. a, like a singular something like you know because you might not need as much because it's not like you're feeding a family necessarily you might be but so it's maybe easier to make that change and just and it won't really like impact you I think. yeah I think so. Um, I mean, a change that I, I've made recently. Haven't started using it yet because I'm still using my other one. Um, but I've got a bamboo yeah. um, toothbrush to use. Um, I mean, I think that's you know a good way to kind of do something little. I mean, it's just a toothbrush at the end of the day. Um, and again, with the toothpaste, but usually you'd have to find yeah. find that somewhere else. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like the biggest way forward must be that supermarkets yeah, need to make it kind of mainstream in a way. Right, like step forward, like yeah, the big um, corporations again. They like, if they made it more widely yeah. accessible to just refill something instead of buying a new carton, that would be game changing for so many people. Because mm. the fact that you have to go to like a zero sure. waste shop or a place mm. that does the refill that will stop a lot of people doing it. But if it was yeah. there and readily available then I think more people would engage yeah, with people it. people do have busy lives like I'm sure some people don't genuinely mm. like have the time to sit down yeah. and evaluate how sustainable they are which is completely acceptable so for those people if yeah, yeah. it was mainstream to do certain things they wouldn't even have to think twice about yeah. it it could just literally be something that 
they mm. just would do without even having to like think it through which I feel like would be like a good a good way of I suppose it's the same with the like the takeout coffee cups that you know just because mm. by default they are recyclable Definitely. people will recycle them um and well probably like 80 percent of the time at, at least so it's just that if you make it kind of a more default accessible thing to be able to do oh, then yeah. more people are going to do it because it's not mm. an inconvenience to them um and i mean it i also kind of mm. think about the heating as well um that like sometimes putting a jumper on mm-hmm. is probably better than yeah. turning on mm-hmm. the heating um i mean of course there's like you know you might you, you do have to put the heating yeah. on and but, um, lights. Like, i feel like we're but, as we're quite conscious of that type of thing but i'm sure some people wouldn't even yeah. think twice about stuff like that like just as you're saying or like if, i mean mm. i'm bad for this myself but if you have like a like a clothing line in the garden rather than like using the tumble dryer or like mm. just stuff like that stuff that like Mm-hmm. you know you may, maybe people have the time now more because of like yeah not that's true. as much going on in the world just like little things yeah. like everyone has different things that they'll find like easier so just finding what works for you really mm. and just making small changes where you can eventually do just become like your your everyday routine like, I probably don't even really think about the things that I do that are sustainable now because they have just become part of like, my daily yeah mm-hmm. yeah I definitely do a think process and I don't think people should have to think that in the like all or nothing way because that's not like if someone said to me oh, I eat meat but like I'm trying to do, I would not jump down their throat and say like but you know because at the end of the day like everyone's human like everyone is obviously going to do things that aren't sustainable I'm sure I do like obviously I do so just do it yeah. yeah, I mean you're you're you're, you're, you're breathing. But I feel I feel like that's a good summary of, of our conversation. You know that these are big problems and they're not going to be solved overnight, and they're not going to be solved by individuals. And nor can individuals make these uh, changes overnight. But what you can do is just do a little bit and just do what works for you. And and from that, it will probably just roll into doing more and more and and that's all you can do and and and, and enjoy it and enjoy thinking about it and messing around with new recipes yeah so is, is there anything else that you guys would like to add um any messages I mean, you want to send out or anything in sustainability then follow our instagram green them up <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Um, yeah, nice plug. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you are interested in sustainability, then like, why not? Why not give it a follow? But, yeah. Yeah, I, I like your account. Thanks. I like seeing what you post. So, all right. Well, cheers, oh, guys, thank for, you. for joining yeah, me. Like, yeah, it's been nice. <laughs> nice. And now I'm gonna go cook some okay, nice veggie nice. food. <laughs> <laughs> all right bye guys yeah i definitely do a process when i don't think people should have to think that in the like all or nothing way because that's not like if someone said to me i eat meat but like i'm trying to i would not jump down their throat and say like but you know because at the end of the day like everyone's human like everyone is obviously going to do things that aren't sustainable i'm sure i do like obviously i do so just do it yeah. yeah i mean you're you're, 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 you're breathing you 
Um, but I feel, I feel like that's a good summary of, of our conversation. You know, that these are big problems and they're not going to be solved overnight and they're not going to be solved by individuals and nor can individuals make these uh, changes overnight. But what you can do is just do a little bit and just do what works for you. And, and from that, it will probably just roll into doing more and more and and that's all you can do and and and, and enjoy it and enjoy thinking about it and messing around with new recipes so is, is there anything else that you guys would like to add um any messages I mean, you want to send people out are interested anything? in sustainability then follow our instagram green and bob <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um yeah nice awesome plug project, like, <laughs> i mean yeah if you are interested in sustainability then like why not why not give it a follow but yeah yeah i I like your account like seeing what you post so all right well cheers guys for for joining me it's been nice nice and now i'm gonna go cook some nice veggie food (laughs) (laughs) all right bye guys yeah i definitely do a process and i don't think people should have to think that in the like all or nothing way because that's not like if someone said to me oh, i eat meat but like i'm trying to do, i would not jump down their throat and say like but you know because at the end of the day like everyone's human like everyone is obviously going to do things that aren't sustainable i'm sure i do like obviously i do so just do it yeah, yeah. i mean you're you're, 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 you're i feel like that's a good summary of, of our conversation you know that these are big problems and they're not going to be solved overnight and they're not going to be solved by individuals and nor can individuals make these uh, changes overnight but what you can do is just do a little bit and just do what works for you and and from that it will probably just roll into doing more and more and and that's all you can do and 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 enjoy it and enjoy thinking about it and messing around with new recipes so is, is there anything else that you guys would like to add? Um, any messages I mean, you want to send out or anything? if people are interested in sustainability, then follow our Instagram, Green and Bob. <laughs> yes, <laughs> nice plug. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you are interested in sustainability, then like, why not Why not give it a follow? Yeah, I, I like your account. <laughs> I like seeing what you post. So. All right. Well, cheers, oh, guys, for, for joining yeah, me. Like, yeah, it's been nice. Chat. <laughs> nice. And now I'm going to go cook some okay, nice so veggie nice. food. <laughs> all right bye guys